Hey everybody, it's me, Trevor, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions. Today, I'm here with the lovely Christina, Christina with a K, from Pear Studios. She's a photographer, videographer, mother of two, and just a wonderful human being that I love working with. Hey, Christina. Hey, Trevor. What's going on? How's it going? Good. Good. I want to talk today about the rain and how it affects weddings. This summer has been very rainy and unpredictable. I agree. Weird, right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's been more rainy than past years, but it just, it, it makes me think about how we as professionals have to come up with rain plans. And I'm glad you're here today because as a photographer, you're someone who I look to to help with the rain plan. If there's a ceremony outside or the reception is outside, or even if it's just a photo shoot that's happening, we're outside and that's what we've planned for. And now we have to come up with something else that's going to be just as beautiful and make our clients happy, right? Yes, absolutely. I feel like sometimes that I'm part photographer, part weather girl, part, (laughs) you know, like part furniture mover, boutonniere, pinner, you know, but when it comes to rain, I mean, with the weather, I mean, aside from just looking for light, I'm definitely looking to see, you know, what's going to be happening throughout the entire day. For sure. Um, And then also comparing it with the itinerary. Because I need to know where we're going to be at that time that the rainfall is happening, etc. So it's a and lot of planning. When you say looking for light, I know I've, I've spoken to a couple of photographers who have always said that when on a rain day, as long as it's not actually raining, you prefer it to not be super sunny. Is that right? Does that give you better photos? Overcast? It definitely helps. I'm not, af- I'm not afraid of overcast. I'm not afraid of hard light either. For, for rainy days, you know, I have more umbrellas <laughs> in my collection than I, because I've even picked up umbrellas. Like, let's say, you know, I mean, we all know how unpredictable sometimes the weather can be. I've actually had to like stop off at Shoppers Drug Mart and pick <laughs> and up. And grab some umbrellas. Yeah. And I mean, like, just not a couple. I mean, if I've had bigger groups it's like 10 umbrellas and not to say that the limo driver won't have any or that they want, but you just never know. And I can absolutely return them if they don't get used, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't like to come unprepared. Uh, For sure. Do you remember uh, we worked together for Brian and Dallas's wedding recently? Yes. uh, Who are actually coming in today to talk to us and their rain was so unpredictable because for five days leading up to the wedding, it was, it's going to rain on Saturday. It's not going to rain on Saturday. It's going to be thunderstorms on Saturday. It's going to be a beautiful sunny day. It was <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but it ended up raining on the day of their wedding. So they had a beautiful outdoor wedding on a on a on on Toronto Island, just for the, all the people listening who don't know who <laughs> Brian and Dallas are. And at what, Gibraltar Point. At Gibraltar Point. Yep. And their wedding had to be outside. They have an indoor space, but when you're planning a wedding at this venue on the island, you want the outdoor space, right? You, Absolutely. You just have to. You've got beach. You've got trees. I mean, who would really want... You've got twinkly lights outside on the dance floor. You just need it. Like, who wants to be inside? So we, setting up this wedding, we were all inside, 
having everything set up and ready, we literally, about a half an hour before guests started to arrive, we were like a machine. We, all hands on deck, ran outside, set everything up, all preset inside, just in case. I have to say, I was actually really impressed with you guys because most days on rain days, like usually you know from the get-go, from the morning, it's a downpour, torrentials, or whatever the case is, and you just okay, we're inside and you set up and you keep going with it. But you wanted to make this happen so much for your clients because their dream wedding was to have this outside. Everything, the details, all of it. And you pushed it as far as you could to your, you and your team and the vendors to the point where, okay, we're going to wait right up to the last minute till we know that we can't absolutely have this outside. And that space specifically had some really cool elements to it because it's an artist colony, right? Mm -hmm. So they had just all these sculptures and paintings. It it was, it would have been just okay to have their photo shoot indoors, but outdoors is way preferred. Yeah. And I think too, it's also about the client because their energy like, I don't know about you, but I, f- I feed off the energy from my clients. Always. Right? I can, I can be quiet at times because I do have a quiet side. And if it calls for it, then I will. If I have more extroverted clients, high energy clients, you know, and I'll roll with that too. Well, and that's something that I have to practice on every time I step foot into a wedding is the energy that I project as well. As, as their wedding planner, coordinator... I have to be calm regardless of what's actually happening in the background because if they see a panic on my face, oh totally. It's over. <laughs> so people often tell me that they see me strutting across the dance floor. Well, I'm strutting because I don't want to run because if I'm running then there's a problem. <laughs> Unless there's a fire, totally you will true. always see me strutting through that venue. <laughs> Totally, totally. Like I'm on a runway. The best advice I can give to anybody on your wedding day when as soon as you wake up and start with hair and makeup or whatever it is that you decide to do, just roll with the rest of the day because you can't, once everything is starting in motion, there's no point in trying to get worked up about things that, you know, you've done everything that you can up into this point. I love that you said that because that is so helpful for all of us on that day. And sometimes people are able to do it and sometimes people are not. And Mm -hmm. it is what it is. I did a tented wedding in a backyard in the summer and they didn't have the rain gutters. And this day was, it was like, it was a hurricane. Is that actually on a tent? You do actually have rain gutters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. (laughs) They cost more. (laughs) And... It was, it was literally like a hurricane. Well, not literally because it wasn't actually a hurricane, but it was. <laughs> it seemed as though it was a hurricane. Trees were being ripped down. Streets were blocked off because of tree trunks. It was a bad oh rainy goodness. day. We had to actually take the wedding inside to do the ceremony because the tent had a metal rod sticking out of the top and, you know, metal rods and like Were there chandeliers in there too? There was a chandelier in there. Oh it just goodness. could have been a huge disaster. So we moved yeah. the ceremony inside, let the rain go away and because there were no gutters the the tent started to kind of sag sag so we had some of the groomsmen poking (laughs) the rain with a stick (laughs) so that the water would push over now one of them was a little intoxicated when he was doing this and grandma was sitting close by and the rain just 
<gasps> pour, the puddles no. poured all over grandma. No. Poor woman. She laughed. But oh, what else could you do, right? Hey, grandma. That's... Like the worst person to have it happen to. Oh my well, goodness. other than the bride, that could have been oh pretty my bad too. But they were such a chill couple. They they went with it. They were, I remember they. I will always remember them. What they said because I try and, and and tell other people about this. They said, "It's memories. We're creating memories. There's nothing we can do about it." You know, that's totally what it is. At the end of the day, I mean, I f- I really feel like the last three years have been like rainy seasons every single <sighs> summer and. I think it's just a reality. If you have your wedding now in it's Ontario, <laughs> yeah, at least you know. Be ready for that, it. Yeah, totally. And let's plan around it. Yeah, but I can't. I I just have to say commendable again to Grandma because good for Grandma. <laughs> we mean, we toweled her down. <laughs> she was okay. The barbecue was ready to go. We fed her first, and Grandma <laughs> forgot that she was soaking wet. Okay, Christina, we have to take a break because Brian and Dallas are here, and we got to bring them in. So we're gonna take a quick break and come back, and Brian and Dallas will be here. Great. Trevor, my wedding planner, you have been like my guardian angel from the second I met you. And if it wasn't for you, like I would have just thrown in the towel for real. Yep, that's right. She's talking about me. I'm Trevor from Trevent's Wedding and Event Planning, and I'm here to help make your wedding dreams come true. I offer full planning, partial planning, and of course, wedding month management. So check me out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My handle is at Trevents Planner. And go to my website at www.trevents.ca. T-R-E-V-E-N-T-S dot C-A. Anyone who's getting married, please hire Trevor. Wedding photography. How do you decide on a photographer to document one of the happiest days of your life? I'm Christina Laukinen, and welcome to Pear Studios, a wedding and portrait studio in Toronto's majestic Rouge Valley. What I love most is getting to know my clients over a good cup of coffee, great conversation, and beautiful wedding albums that tell stories of love and celebration that can be passed on for generations. So what's your vision, and how can I help you tell your love story? For more information, go to pairstudios.ca. Okay, we are back. I'm still here with my co-host Christina today from Pear Studios, and we are joined with a very handsome couple. <laughs> I have Brian and Dallas here. Hi, Hello. Boys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and Christina, say hi. Hello. Hello. So, guys, before we start talking about your wedding, I always have to ask about your love story. Okay. How did you meet? Because your story is very special. I love this story. Do you want to? Okay. Uh, we met... At a friend's Halloween party. We were going to his house to get ready before going to Church Street. And uh, so he lived out in the East End. And on Facebook, I saw, I knew everyone except Dallas. Oh, so you were and looking I was, at the Yeah, list. I kind of was creeping. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Who am he's I gonna cute. Meet tonight? <laughs> um, anyway, so we get, I get to the party. I was dressed as a bed bug exterminator. <laughs> and my friend Amanda was a bed bug because that's when that... <laughs> scenario was happening in the city um he was dressed as dallas in wonderland (laughs) basically just a guy in a alice dress did you have a beard back then i didn't have a beard okay i was just myself in a blue dress (laughs) rocked it but you hadn't looked at the guest list prior to to see if there was going to be another cute guy there i mean i was going to hang out with garrett and get to know people but i didn't know that brian was going to be there or anybody so I'm a little bit more introverted. I like to have one-on-one conversation, and I just kept talking to Brian all night. 
Yeah, I noticed throughout the night that wherever I ended up in the kitchen, dining, living area, he was kind of near me. There's this lurker. And only filling up my wine glass. He wasn't offering to fill up anyone else's (laughs) wine glass. I love that. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And then we get to Church Street, and obviously, like, if you haven't been there, it gets really crowded. There's lots of tours who like to stop people with good costumes to take pictures. So Dallas and Garrett were getting stopped a lot. Um, And uh, so we all got separated. And I was like, okay, I'll just, like, message him in the morning and feel it out, try and ask him out on a date or something. But he messaged me that night. Oh, my God. And then a week later, we went for dinner for, like, a get-to-know-you dinner, and it ended up being, like, a four-hour conversation over dinner and walking uh, along Queen West. So the conversation on the first non-date, because I was just there to make a new friend, uh, were insights that you wouldn't share with just anybody. And so I felt, like, very connected with Brian right away. But in terms of our background, I think we had a lot of shared values. And so I started thinking about what would be a next step. But I wasn't ready to move forward quickly. So we had a pretty prolonged courtship. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would, you know, we met that one week. And then I met the following week. But then I made sure to have a two-week break in between. And I wanted to make sure that that one conversation, which was really great, wasn't just a one-time experience and that we would be able to maintain something after and each conversation afterwards was more of a development of getting to know each other and wanting to know more so kind of slowly progressed but the meanwhile a month later it was my 30th birthday and i threw a huge party <laughs> and i invited him and i was inviting i was telling everyone oh this is my new boyfriend dallas <laughs> i was like mine <laughs> so he was doing all that in his head and i was just like this is mine <laughs> hands off <laughs> Okay, so now you say he's your boyfriend and he's all like in his head figuring out what's going on. How long until you actually were committed to each other and realized that you guys loved each other? Um, I'm not, for me, I fall hard fast, so I'm going to let you answer this one. I just have to tell everybody that's listening, as, as they're telling this story, they're both staring into each other's <laughs> eyes. It is so <laughs> cute. I want to barf. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the uh, moment that I fell in love with Brian was the moment that I shared in my vows. And that's when I really knew how much he allowed me to become who I wanted to be. It was when we were listening to music in my apartment and a song came on that he didn't know, but we were just kind of like lazing about in, our, in the morning and he started singing and I started singing to this song, which he didn't know, and I just kept singing. And I'm not the type of person that would generally open up like that or be public. And so in the sense, once I had that vulnerability to share with him, and it was a love song and with meaningful lyrics to me, that I was able to sing it to him. And that's when I knew that he had kind of made his way into my heart. And that's, you know, the first moment that I felt that sincerity of love. And then, okay, so now it's years later who proposed to who so we were in costa rica um and it kind of didn't really i didn't we didn't go there planning i didn't go there with the intention to propose like we knew it was something that was always going to happen but when talking about it with our families they're always like when's it going to happen it was something that our families really wanted to experience and see happen um and so i think before we went on this trip some maybe my sister or my cousin someone said something and it was just kind of like was in the back of my head suddenly one night and I remember one night it struck me that I should propose to him and make it like official and like 
whatever. But then it didn't feel right that night. So I waited till the next night. <laughs> I don't know why. Something held me back. Um, so we waited till the next night and we're walking along. We just come off a sunset catamaran cruise and then we were walking along the beach and then I just suddenly stopped turned and faced him and he had no he was just like in Dallas land in his head (laughs) (laughs) and and, uh and I got on one knee and I was like will you be my mate for life we call each other mates and um and he he was like sure (laughs) my response was (gasps) yeah he gasped yeah (laughs) 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 and then he said sure and then, yeah, then we told everyone the next day and everyone was like super excited and yeah. it just felt really nice. And it was like, a, it was the super moon. So like the full moon was out on the, on the beach, which is kind of why for our wedding, I wanted it to be a full moon. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I did not know that. Uh-huh. Wow. So you planned your wedding that. date around a full moon. Yeah, we were looking, um, we were picking... I knew that long weekends are a sore spot for booking weddings for <laughs> guests. Um, just in conversations with colleagues at work, I was like, okay, we can't do it on the August long weekends. So I was looking at the weekend before or the weekend after. And then somehow I was like, oh, I wonder what m- the moon's going to be like. And then I went ahead. I found like a lunar calendar. And I was like, oh, the weekend before is supposed to be a full moon. So that's why we picked that. And then how did you choose the venue that you chose? Because, so we were talking about this earlier, Christina and I, and you chose a really unique venue on the, the Toronto Island. How did that come about? We were looking for something that had nature, but also the city. We wanted something that married the two things. Married. <laughs> um, and so that was our criteria. We went to go visit it. It was kind of an experience. And what we really wanted to give to our guests was this different side of Toronto, a part of us that was important. And we go to the island quite often. And when we went to the venue, they were very welcoming and they were wanting to become involved in the wedding planning process and they also facilitated so many different things that we needed in terms of the logistics of tables and chairs and all of the cutlery and dishes and everything that we required other than a caterer which we'd have to bring in so the venue is stunning the experience and the person ability of the venue representatives were great and we decided that this is the space that we wanted it was also the nature really stood out and we wanted to have an outdoor wedding it seemed perfect for what you just described and it's a it was a really cool venue but there's Mm -hmm. also many different logistics that you have to think of too when you're having a wedding on an island not just all the tables and chairs but you have to think about how you're going to get your guests there how you're going to get your guests off how the how the vendors are going to get there how the vendors are going to get off there's a lot more than just showing up and having a wedding it did cause a lot more planning in terms of having to get guests onto a private chartered boat and then we also went that extra mile of getting a shuttle from the hotel to the boat so that our guests would arrive on time and even with those additional costs on top of what the venue charged and bringing in the caterer it was still probably much less than those other two initial venues that we had seen and it was a way better experience in terms of working with Archskate Gibraltar and uh, in terms of what we experienced on the day of as everything that we wanted. You, and you had a 
killer team of vendors working with you too. You're Dream team. The dream team, <laughs> for real. Your cater well, your photographer was amazing. <laughs> right, Christina? Yes. Uh, your caterer, which is one of the major parts of a wedding that everybody remembers, is the food. And your caterer provisions TO just nailed what your vision of food was. T- tell me tell me about that. Well, with the Yeah, going into the wedding, I said to Dallas people remember the music and the food. So that's where we should spend time researching and most of our budget. Um, And so uh, Provisions was one of the preferred vendors for Artscape, um, and which made it easier for us because they knew the logistics of getting everything to the island, how much time they need, um, how much booze to bring. Um, So they knew it all, which made us thinking about all of those details, we didn't have to worry about that. Um, And so in terms of the food, we wanted it to be served family style because we figured that would be a good way to get our guests interacting and talking with each other. Um, And then because it was a summer wedding um, and we have one group of friends who we have like a barbecue club where we go around the city and eat at barbecue restaurants. Um, (laughs) I want to be part of that. That sounds (laughs) pretty delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we figured we could do um, like a family style barbecue dinner. Um, And so we went for a tasting, which knocked our socks off and we were treated like kings compared to we had contacted a couple of other caterers and either they didn't cut, cut they didn't respond to us or it was like a phone interview it felt very impersonal whereas this place provisions booked us in to come in for a tasting served a champagne really got to know us that's the one common denominator about all the vendors we chose everyone really took the time to get to know us which made a huge difference I love um, that. Anyway, I love so that about other vendors too. Yeah, that's great. So speaking of your dream team and all the incredible vendors that you had there, uh, we met in a very unique way. The <laughs> three of us. I so Brian and I had known each other. We were Facebook friends for a very long time before we actually met in person because yes. we share a mutual love of the Queen of Pop, Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> I and it. I used to, I used so to make good. videos on YouTube, <laughs> uh, Madonna videos that were viewed all over the world, and they were really good videos. And they were. He's not just saying that. <laughs> yeah. they, they, and, I, and I'm saying this as a Madonna fan. They were really good videos, but this isn't about that. Um, so Brian and I became Madonna friends, and were, we were very supportive of each other, but had never met. We would like things on Facebook of each other. We, we commented every once in a while. And we had mutual friends, Lots but of somehow we never connected in the real world. We never found each other at the Madonna dance parties. It just never, our, our paths never crossed in the real, real world. And then, out of nowhere... I get a call, or I got an email from Brian saying, hey, I'm engaged, and I would love to talk to you about your services. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. That's and pretty that's, cool, right? That's really amazing. Well, yeah, like, like you were saying, we had kept in touch on social media, and I had noticed that you were in the wedding planning business now. Um, and one of the other first things I said to Dallas... I'm a television producer. That's my day job. And so I was like, I need a wedding planner. (laughs) 
because yes. on the day of, I don't want to be the one people are coming to Who's with problems. Producing? I don't want to be worrying <laughs> about the schedule. I want to actually enjoy our wedding. And I was like, I know this guy, Trevor. He's gotten into the wedding planning business. He seems really cool. He likes Madonna. He has mutual friends. So let's talk with him and, and see what, what it's all about. And so, so then we set up our first meeting. I think it was more for me <laughs> making sure that Brian was going to have that kind of support uh, in terms of who to go to. And I knew that I would be pulled in many different directions. So it wasn't just bringing on a wedding planner for him to have an outlet, but for us to have a good experience. And it really added up with everything happening on the big day to have you on board and being able to kind of coordinate the things that we didn't have time to attend to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like the, you had answers to questions that we wouldn't even know where to begin. And so you've saved us hours of research time. And we hired Trevor for the month of, and I remember when you, when we had our first meeting officially, the month started and you were like, you can let me email everybody and deal with it. Or if you want to be more involved, you can send the emails. And I was like, take it all. <laughs> And I felt so spoiled rotten because I would think of something and I'd just text Trevor. It's like, can you follow up on this? And he would get an answer to me within two hours. And, <laughs> and I remember in one email I said to you, I was like, now I know why people have personal assistants. This is amazing. <laughs> I remember you said that That's too. That's <laughs> so good. And I think for Brian and I in terms of planning is that I'm more of a visionary. I have an idea of what I want and I'll explain and communicate that to Brian. Whereas he would go out and then find out you know, the costs and do all the emailing and the communication. So once you came on board for that month, it was kind of that release for him to start to get more into the groove of, of, the, of the wedding. And I'd already been there, so. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the, the items we discussed that month before the wedding was we went over all the logistics, everything that you needed to see happen at your wedding. And then I go out and I execute it. We talked about songs for different parts of the wedding. And you presented a song to me for your ceremony, for your processional, that I had never heard before, that I had never had at any of my past weddings. And I, I, I've told you this many times since, I'm obsessed with the song that you used in your ceremony. It was Love by, is, do you say Lana or Lana? Lana Del Rey. Lana yeah. Del Rey. I think that's how she says it, I don't know. I think it's Lana. <laughs> yeah. it, it, I want everybody to go out and listen to this song now, uh, but don't use it for your wedding because this is Brian and Dallas's wedding song, <laughs> and you're going to be copying them now. It's, uh, it's out there. <laughs> it, it's just, it was such a dramatic song, and when we rehearsed it for the first time and saw when, when the, the groom's party was going to walk down that aisle at the right moment of that song, it was just so perfect. You picked a perfect song, boys. Thank you. That one was me. <laughs> well, oh, Dallas oh, is glaring at Brian I've, now. I have to say that the one that got me was the intro song. Pure Imagination? From yes. Willie That's Dallas. That, I've, first of all, in all my 16 years of weddings, I have never had a, like an intro like that. And I, I love Willy Wonka. Like, I childhood memories. And so I was really touched by that, but I got it. And I was like, and it, I felt like it must be very personable, 
you know, to either one of you or how it was, but I just thought it was, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. Now Dallas is I glaring at me. I on your vote before the wedding. So <laughs> oh, because nobody was buying it. <laughs> I, I wanted to walk down the aisle with Brian to that song. For me, the song is about opening up to my world, my imagination, welcoming him into my crazy land of Dallas. And, uh, and the imagination of what could be in our future. So yeah. with heading into something that I didn't quite imagine would ever happen in my life, this was something, a song that I thought was a way of, you know, opening up to that, that next step. Now, Brian didn't like the song. <laughs> I never, I'd never seen Willy Wonka until earlier this year. <laughs> and I was like, so he's just like, kind of murdering bad children like where are they where do they go (laughs) and then and then I think for me the song doesn't sound like a love song to me it's like a really nice childhood like imagination welcome to my world song but I didn't really classify it as a love song and so anyway we were like batting back and forth where this song would lie and for me like the songs where the two of us have to do something to should be a song that both of us have a connection to, and I wasn't connected to that song. So like, we considered walking down the aisle to it, we considered it being the first dance, and then finally I... And it ended up as... It ended up as the intro song, and the way I sold it was because he also wanted the Jurassic Park theme to be the first <laughs> yes. song that people heard as they got off the boat. Well, and that was the yeah. coolest thing. Uh-huh. So Brian and Dallas's guests were all brought to the island by a big party boat. And as the guests were coming off of the boat, the Jurassic Park theme song was played as they walked onto the island. Welcome. And yes. people either really loved it or they were surprised at the choice of music. Why would this song be playing at a wedding? But so yeah, it was, I thought I, it worked. I thought it was worked. And then I was like, okay, well, then the whole section leading before the ceremony will be movie soundtracks. And then that's where I put Pure Imagination because that will be like the bridge between that and the start of the ceremony. Here's the producer coming I know. Out. I was I just know. like really Act trying one. to like, yeah. I have to say though, like I honestly thought by the end of the evening, I, I was like, they have a soundtrack to their wedding. This is a soundtrack. But I just thought it was so amazing how pers- many personal touches there were because often not most weddings that I've seen, you know, like it's tough. You get into the wedding planning part of it and then you want to please your family. You want to please yourselves, each other, and all of those things. But the wedding is really a celebration of who you are and who you are as a couple. And I think when you inject those kind of details, the Jurassic Park theme, you know, (laughs) Willy Wonka, Tim McGraw, like Mm. all those pieces, uh, including the visuals, like they're really all about you guys right mm-hmm. and so I think just think it's great when you can come to a you know your agreement of what you both can inject because that's hello marriage yeah <laughs> that, yeah that that is and that was know? one of the compliments a few of our guests said that the wedding felt like Brian and Dallas's wedding and I think um partly because we chose like a very unique venue but also because we didn't really have like a lot of parental familial interference and involvement. We were able to like plan everything <laughs> we wanted. We got, cause we gave ourselves almost a year and a half to plan the wedding. We got all of our first choice for everything. And I think that's why everything that was at that ceremony and party 
had a personal connection to our story. And it not only felt like it was Brian and Dallas's wedding, but it also, the vibe of this wedding was so special. You could feel the positive energy from your guests, from your family, even from us mm. as vendors. Like it was just, it was, everybody was so happy to be there. It, it was magical. Totally That's the only word I can use to describe it. Like I'd <sighs> never, going into the, the wedding, we were like, oh, okay, this is just gonna be like a ceremony. It's gonna be a thing, no big deal. It's just like <laughs> a formality. A get together. But then like <laughs> everyone's there and like you could just feel all of the positivity, all of the love in the, in, among all of our guests. And it was, it really hit both of us and took us both by surprise. Um, yeah, it was just, that's why I just what, say it was what magical. Was so surprising that you're so loved and that everybody was having such a good time? I don't know. It's just like, I guess like bo both of us don't really think of us being like of in the spotlight center of attention all the time. The yeah. Of our relationship amongst our friends and family. And in terms of bringing them together for that special occasion, it did put us front and center, which is something that I don't feel comfortable with generally. But in terms of the day and the way that it played out was that everybody was so supportive and positive about that, that, that it was kind of, you know, it was very wonderful to feel that, have those feelings, but it was also something that I wasn't sure how to navigate. So it was a magical day and everything that came to be was just made me super excited and super happy throughout the day that I don't remember ever feeling that way, but also questioned why have I never felt that way, right? So wow. it was kind of interesting. And nice that you were able to feel that way because I'm, I'm sorry to have to bring this up, but there was some unfortunate situations leading up to the wedding. Yeah, so leading into the day, I was very excited to have all of my family come from Alberta to visit me, and uh, it was pretty important for them to be a part of my wedding day, so I included all three of my sisters as my groomsmaids and wanted to make sure that my mom and dad were also participating, so I had them walk me down the aisle. So leading into the wedding day and waiting for my family to arrive, the day before they arrived, I had mentioned to Brian, I have never felt so happy in my life and I felt that I was like in a movie, somebody should pinch me, I'm so excited. Within minutes of arriving in Toronto, they had gotten in a big argument and fight which led into my oldest sister punching my youngest sister. Oh and my God. So obviously wow. there's gonna be some hurt feelings there um, and I don't wanna say, you know, take sides necessarily as to what the issue was, but I do believe that in a verbal argument, if you are to escalate into physical violence, that is an issue in itself. And so I'm upset with my oldest sister, but I'm also upset with the whole situation as to what had come to be. So is this normal behavior with your sisters? Do they fight like this usually? I mean, sisters fight. Um, I don't believe that any fight should escalate into physical violence ever. Um, and so I think if it had maintained as a verbal argument it would have been much easier to overcome but in terms of the physicalness of being punched in the face anybody's going to not they're going to have a bad reaction to that and feel upset and so there were very hurt feelings throughout the f f days leading up to the wedding day and at my rehearsal dinner which was on the Thursday and we got married on the Saturday my sisters weren't talking to each other and so I had this experience of hosting a rehearsal as to what will my wedding day be like and I had to experience my oldest and youngest sister 
not talking to each other. My youngest sister had a black eye at that time, covering it up with makeup. And in terms of that experience as to what I wanted to, to experience was the love of my family coming to support me, but instead I had a lot of sore feelings that I needed to navigate and how do you interact um, with that. Uh, it was outside of my game plan. On the day of the wedding, everybody came and pulled together, but in terms of the days leading into what was to be my happiest day, and it was my happiest day, those feelings of sore emotions is something that I had to navigate leading into it. And the night of my rehearsal dinner, I actually cried myself to sleep because I thought Ugh. they're going to ruin my wedding day yeah, because they're not talking to each other and they're in my wedding party. And Brian's family is being amazing at this time. And I really look into that kind of different family dynamics as to not everybody is going to get along, but for a wedding day, you anticipate that it will, and they did on the wedding on the day of the wedding. Do you think somebody spoke to them, like get your shit together for this wedding? Um, the day of the morning of the wedding, my sisters were still not talking to each other, and they had gotten their hair and makeup um, together, at, done together at the hotel. And so I mentioned to my mom, you know, look at Brian's family. Like she was amazed at us, to everyone, how loveling everybody was. And everybody was hanging out. And I was like, well, that's great, but my sisters can't even stay in the same room together. So I made that side comment and went on about my day because I was focused as to what I needed to do the day. I'm not going to let anybody get, you know, I'm not going to let this Try be a problem. But at the same time, I want you know, everybody to realize that they're not really owning up to their responsibilities as groomsmates at this point. They're not hanging out together. They're not asking me questions as to how I'm feeling. They're not being supportive of this next step that I'm about to take or excited about it. They might be supportive, but they weren't being excited. Um, so I was a little bit unnerved by that. And then as we got to the island, just Brian and I, and we had our photos with Christina, I had been able to push that aside and really get back in touch as to you know, why am I here right now is to marry Brian, and this is the important next step is to get married to him. And so I didn't really think too much about my family at that moment, but when they did arrive with the rest of the guests on the boat, and I did see everybody, and they got to see me in my suit, which was a reveal to them. Nobody knew what I was going to wear. It was a lot of excitement, and everybody did get along genuinely, and my sisters were talking to each other, and. They were having a good time, and throughout the whole wedding day, they did pull together. They did have a sincerity towards me of being excited and having that support, and I did feel the love, but it's the days leading up to the wedding that I was anticipating a little bit more excitement from them, and instead I had to navigate that, that lingering sore feeling, which has taken over to sore feelings after the wedding day. So my sisters do not talk to each other unless it's necessary, but at the same time, those sore feelings will be something I think that we can all overcome, but it has impacted that day. And when I look at my wedding photos and I think about the joy that I was experiencing that day and the experience that I had had with my family, I don't know if those feelings that they're exhibiting in the photos are sincere. So it kind of made it a bit more of a muddy day in terms of that family dynamic, but mm-hmm. you it's- guys- it's so it's so sad when stories like this are told because whether it had to do with your wedding or not and whether it was just an issue that your sisters were having, weddings bring out the strangest emotions in people. 
totally and it, people it, are not themselves and they get like they're almost out of bizarre. control with their emotions and they can't hold back and these these outbursts happen and hopefully when you do look at your pictures in the future and you do remember your wedding day you're not you'll, you'll be able to focus on all the other things that were just so fantastic and so incredible and the love that was there and your gorgeous husband and hopefully you those those memories will kind of fade and hopefully you guys will deal with it well i think in terms of time it's going to fade eventually but i know that in that experience i wasn't allowed to give myself fully to brian because i was not getting all that i was expecting from my family so i felt bad on the angle of it's not what i had hoped to experience but i'm also not in the state of mind that I was the day before they had arrived, in which I was super excited and I had all of these loving emotions. And so Brian had to navigate that with me. He did see me go through a bit of a train wreck of, of state of mind before the wedding. And it wasn't anything that I was responsible for or that I was in control of because these were all things that they had instigated and brought to the table. So I'm leaving it with them. I didn't want to make much of an issue of it at the days of the wedding and I did maintain you know as a good host I wanted to make sure that they had all had a good trip while they were here and I did spend time with my oldest sister the day after the incident because I had already made plans with my youngest niece to go to Niagara Falls but it made it very uncomfortable for me to have that day with my sister whereas I still enjoyed the time with my niece Mm -hmm. and unfortunately because my youngest sister does not have kids and I wanted to maintain that the kids were having a great time she didn't participate in all of the um, date all of the events leading up until the wedding day so she was my maid of honor and uh, days before the wedding I don't think I really had much of a connection and, and it's not to say that I'm going to hold my youngest sister responsible for not having that connection with me I understand she had just been punched in the face and that she had sore feelings and that she was actually there holding on to a very delicate situation of her own emotions while also being a support to me. So I'm not going to be upset with the way that she mm-hmm. that she handled the situation, but it's un, all on un, unfortunate s- circumstances. Very, it is. Very difficult to navigate through that. You know, to be honest, I had no idea anything of that level had happened. So your composure... Um, and then how you immersed yourself, like just when we had, like when, honestly, I, th- I think more couples should get ready together at the beginning of their wedding day, because, and I think maybe that also might have helped, you know, because it's just the two of you, because really that's what this day was about. Um, but I would have never guessed at all, like, that you were dealing with, with that kind of uh, emotional uh, weight to bear. So, um I have to hand it to you. I I, I commend you on that because couldn't tell at all. So, but I hope your family does resolve some of those things. Cause Me too. Your dog was a big part of your wedding. Yes. Back to a happier <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> a little scar. How how did you know that you wanted to incorporate him? Was it was part of the reason you picked an outdoor space was so that he could be there? I don't think we. I don't think it was counted on as it. As something we had to have but he's so a part of how we live our day-to-day lives that I don't think I could imagine having a wedding without him being a part of it 
in some way. Um, so Even our friends were like, is Scar going to be part of the wedding? And when I said <laughs> yes, they were like, oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. And choosing the outdoor venue just allowed it to be a very natural fit for us in terms of how we live that day to day with Scar. So he walked down the aisle with us. He was in part of our preemptive photos. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> with having him there and then afterwards, what happened was I got so caught up that I didn't know where he went. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just a backyard space and we're on the island, so we can't go f- too far, but he was just, you know, being mindful of making friends. And so he went off and he was socializing with our friends and I thought he thinks the whole day was just for him. Everybody <laughs> he knows everybody there. was there and he was getting treats and he was getting belly rubs and the day was really for him. So <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he kind of stole the show a bit when we first walked down the aisle, um, which initially we had planned for Brian's nephew, Nolan, who's two years old, to walk Scar down the aisle. But Nolan was acting a little bit. Two? And that kind of responsibility was not something that we could throw on a two-year-old. <laughs> uh, so uh, Victoria, his mother, walked with him down the aisle, and I walked Scar down the aisle, but also in the procession, which was myself, my mom, my dad, Brian's mom, and then Brian, so a big, long group of five people. And walking Scar directly out of the building, he's now in the outdoors and does what a dog wants to do. (laughs) And he started pulling and pulling and pulling, and the first thing that he did was have to veer off uh, towards a tree so that he could relieve himself. And the crowd went wild, and and everyone thought it was hilarious. I'd rather the tree than the chairs. Yeah. (laughs) And he came right back and finished the walk. He met us at at the kind of the end of the aisle where we needed to walk just the two of us down, where we had you know, hugged and kissed our, our moms and dads. And, uh, and then we walked down the aisle with Scar. So he did what he does, does as a dog, and he was a little bit unpredictable, but it worked and uh, kind of relieved some of the stress of the moment. Yeah, between him and my nephew Nolan, they kind of served the comedic beats for when the vows and the rings was getting too emotional <laughs> for everybody, like something would happen and then everyone would laugh, so it was a nice little break. But Scar, another funny story about Scar is that he found the kitchen. After all night, <laughs> he was going from person to person to get food, and then he was like, wait a minute, and then he found the kitchen and had to get kicked out of the Smart kitchen dog. twice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. And then uh, it was shortly after that, I think Dallas put him in the, in the private room and locked the door. <laughs> so he wasn't a part of the whole wedding, but he stayed out for probably three or so hours. One of the, the, the last things I want to talk about is how well-dressed everybody was at your wedding. It was almost like a fashion show. They turned it out. And <laughs> do you think that's... Be- did they know what you guys were going to wear? Because what you wore was pretty fucking awesome. So yes. And it kind of, like, led that fashion forward event that uh-huh. you actually had. Our invitation said Beach Be chic. chic as the dress code um, because we realized that we were on Artscape and Artscape had multiple spaces that we could have gotten married. We decided to do it on the lawn, which is the most accessible to my mom who was in a walker. And the other alternative would have been to go onto the beach, which was directly onto Lake Ontario. And it would have been beautiful to have that on the beach, but we didn't want our guests to be overly dressed on a beach wedding and we also didn't want them to you know fall into the sand if they were wearing high heels <laughs> mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that on the on the invitation it was clear as to what kind of dress code was and uh, 
leading into the event, everyone had given us calls or, <laughs> or asked us advice on a fashion. And I think that was really fun to have conversations with friends and family about what would be appropriate. And it was kind of like queer eye for the straight guys kind of <laughs> element for a while there. Did you leak to anybody what your suits were going to look like? No, I think we showed like the fabric swatches, but I, I don't recall describing like the morning coat tails or anything like that. Um, we wanted it to be a complete surprise. My one cousin, Carissa, she happened to see it because Ricardo at Cermaser had posted a photo on his Insta stories. And I was just kind of like going through my Insta stories and then like the photo was there and she was sitting right beside me and she saw. And I was like, that's what we're wearing, but you can't tell anybody else. Um, <laughs> so she got a sneak peek, but no one else knew what we were wearing. We said beach chic because like we said, we were on the island. We want everyone to be comfortable. We don't want people to wear three-piece suits or stiletto heels. Um, we want everyone to be mindful of the weather. And yeah, Dallas chose yellow for, that's his favorite color. So he chose that for his um, jacket, which I used for my waistcoat. And uh, our groom's maids, they were all in yellow dresses. Um, and another thing we told them was for our wedding party, uh, we didn't want them all to wear the same dress because they all have very different body types and skin tones. And I'd seen online weddings where they wear the same, they stick to the same color palette, but all the dresses are different. Yeah, I love that. Um, so that's what we decided to do. We gave, we, they all chose like a shade of yellow that was like pretty close, which was hard because their his family's in Alberta, my family's here, so they weren't ever shopping together. Um, and then they got dresses that really matched their own style and personality, and I think that turned out really well in the photos, and a lot of people were complimenting um, those photos by the lighthouse with the whole wedding party and the photos on the dock. Um, it looked really editorial, if oh, you will, wow. yes. <laughs> but those dresses were stunning. Mm -hmm. like, Good-looking family, like yes, <laughs> a very good-looking family. But I want to talk more about the suits, okay? Because <laughs> yes, the dresses were great. <laughs> your family's amazing. The pictures were fantastic, <laughs> but your suits were like extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. suits didn't really fit the idea of beach chic, um, but it kind of was a definitely chic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you took three different fabric swatches mm -hmm. and kind of mismatched them all so that you guys matched, but you weren't wearing the exact same. Yes suit in terms of what we wanted to do i had a very unique look because i wanted to do the bright yellow jacket and i decided that i wanted to have coattails because i'm very lanky i have long arms and long limbs so i wanted something that kind of pulled or made that that unique description of myself or played that off and uh, so with having that style of jacket and my colors prepared brian decided to do the exact same cut but something in terms of the colors on how it resonate with him. So we went with a white jacket, whereas I wore white pants. I had the yellow jacket and he wore a yellow vest. And then I had a blue check vest and he wore that as the pattern of his pants. So all the same uh, materials were used in both outfits, but they were worn differently. Yeah, it was the exact same suits, just with the different fabrics swapped around. Because when he said a yellow jacket, I was like, I can't pull off bright yellow as a jacket, <laughs> so I'll use that somewhere else in the suit. Um, 
and I don't know. And also, like, in real life, when we dress too matchy-matchy, it kind of, like, bugs me. I don't know why. I think it's (laughs) borderline cheesy. Twin too much. Uh, Yeah. You're not twin Um, brothers. Yeah. And then, anyway, so that kind of, for me, was, like, also going on in the process of how we decided to swap all the fabrics into our suits. And then the cut of the suit, too, was something I wanted a bit more of a classic Victorian-style suit, even though we had said a beach chic when I had seen this look in this magazine, which I took into Sir Mr. and said, can you make this, but in a bright yellow jacket, they were the only ones out of all of the places that we had gone to that were excited by this idea and didn't turn me down. And it ends up that it was a beautiful coat and it looked great, but you had to have been able to kind of work with my imagination and see what I had hoped to achieve. And they were the only place that would work with me in that direction. Because they're the best place for custom suits in Toronto. And we had spent a lot Mm. of time uh, actually in navigating other suit shops and and Mm. bespoke conversations about what I might want. And they would constantly steer the direction away from a yellow coat. And I knew exactly Mm. that's what I wanted and that's that's what we were, that's the direction we're heading. So if you can't help me in this direction, then I'm going to have to go elsewhere. And most of the time they wouldn't even spend any time after that conversation of what they could do or what they might want to add. But whereas with Sir Mr. Immediately they said, oh yeah, we can do that. That's going to be really cool. And we had worked with a great sales rep there named Ricardo who helped us design the suit through my conception of the colors and everything that I had wanted in terms of the cut, but what we would want to do in terms of tailoring and how it might fit and then how it would complement with Brian in terms of his wanting to do the same outfit, but in a different color scheme, Mm -hmm. but still on the same material palette. Yeah, and Ricardo was also very excited. The whole staff there was really excited, especially when we went in for the first um, fitting and everyone was like, whoa, like these suits, no one's going to, no one... We've never worked on a suit like this. Nobody does no it. No one's ever going to get a suit done like this. Um, and, uh, and yeah, another thing with Sermacer is that they, uh, because we started looking, I think, in February, March, a lot of the other places we went to were kind of using the excuse, like, oh, we're going to get our spring books in soon. But then they would never, like, contact us after that. Mm. Whereas when we went to Sermacer, they had yellow already in stock. Well, not in stock, but the, the fabric that an example and it was the exact yellow that he had in mind so we I were like them. yeah they're great <laughs> they make all my suits too they're just so good i think that's so great though when you're looking for someone to work with your vision i mean you just know like because because you, you've got you went through a couple of folks and i mean that really is the connection you know whether it's you know the chemistry or the how much they're willing to work with you but they're like an excited you know, I feel like some people, when you work, start working with them or start talking to them, they're like, either they're, I don't know what it is, they're either not, they're burned out, or they're just not passionate about not it present. more, or they're not, yeah, and so I just think it's great that you found someone, because you would, I mean, I usually, if, to talk to grooms, I don't hear so much detail about how they envision their suit to be, and I just love all those details about, mm-hmm. you had a very specific look that you were going after, and mm-hmm. to find someone that was willing to work with that, Awesome. Yeah, and awesome. I think like for most couple scenarios, the suit's almost like the afterthought because in heterosexual couples, the wedding dress is the showstopper. Totally. The suit's like the afterthought. Whereas like we were like, well, there's no bride, so <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's really stand out. 
But and that's also that's another reason I'm trying to change that with the the heteros, <laughs> because the suits are a big deal and it is an afterthought. And and this is why I also like to promote Sur is because you get an experience with them. Um, oftentimes, and you didn't get to experience this because you had all groom's maids. Mm-hmm. But when there's a groom's party, they'll shut down the store. They'll let you bring in alcohol and food and have like a big party for the boys, which is different because the girls get to go dress shopping. They get champagne and mm-hmm. it's a big experience. So now they've, they go one step over for the boys to provide this awesome experience. And it should be like that for guys too. Yeah. And I don't know why, I don't know why the groom wouldn't want some aspect of their suit to compliment the bride. Totally. Like if there's like a purple element in her dress, why not have purple lapels or something like, it doesn't make sense to me that the suit's just your standard penguin suit, you know? Agreed. Totally agree. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I know that you have to get out of here, and I appreciate the time that you spent talking about your awesome wedding. The best day ever. Best <laughs> day ever. <laughs> hey, Christina, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for being here. Thank you for having me. So thanks again. If you want to see pictures of this wedding, check the liner notes because there's a link to some pictures. So you can see these awesome suits and how wonderful this day actually was. And all the pictures are, of course, from Christina and Pear Studios. And uh, I'll see you guys Highly soon. recommend both these guys. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thank Brian. You. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> bye. 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 Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions.